You know, Aaron, when you hear the glass, it's time for jobbing out. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Fair enough. No. Shut up. Jobbing out. Episode number 53. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Ostrom from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And that is, of course... Where's an absentee the, where's uh, the main, main event. A, where's the main event? And, 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 and. You know, we, we had him on an appearance-based contract, and we just run out of appearance. We, we had to give him the week off, Son because of otherwise we, would, we wouldn't be able to get through uh, the rest of the offseason. You know what? I'm actually having uh, his former teammate, Tori Smith, on my show tomorrow. i got to get some embarrassing stories about him. You better. I have to get You're embarrassing You're a failure stories. if you don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I agree with that. All right, so Aaron and I are with you anyway. Uh, A.J. Francis, the former Terp and now Seattle Seahawk, is on vacation. And I guess when you're a football player and you're making money, you get to go do things like wander off to St. Thomas or wherever the hell he is right now and just sort of give the middle finger to everybody back at home and say, don't care, see you in a week. Just like Austin, give him the middle finger. That's a good point. That's a very good point. But AJ will be back next week, and uh, he remains on the road to WrestleMania. He just took his own roadblock. There we uh, go. Off to uh, the, the islands this week. Coming up on this week's show... Gabe Sapolsky is going to join us. He is, it's a really fascinating, I didn't know his entire background. It's a really cool background. He, he he's, he really is. He's been quietly one of the more influential guys in, in wrestling. In pro wrestling, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's currently the executive vice president of Evolve Wrestling, which is coming to this area where we are. We are broadcasting from Baltimore. I don't know, we have listeners all over the place. Uh, but Evolve Wrestling will be coming to the MCW Arena in Joppa. That's where you see Maryland Championship Wrestling. And they're going to be doing a show on May 6th. And Evolve is a really hot indie at the moment for a couple of reasons. One, they got a great roster. Um, two, they've been really proactive in getting their product out there. Uh, but the biggest reason being because Triple H went to a show and tweeted out a picture of he and Gabe Sapolsky uh, backstage watching the show. And it went crazy viral. And all sorts of people have all sorts of questions about, hey, what could that mean for Evolve? And what could that mean for WWE, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to ask Gabe Sapolsky those very questions when we talk to him in this week's show. So looking forward to that and also looking forward to Evolve coming to the area in May. We'll do that. We, of course, have a, a quick count in the top five to get to later on in the show. But, Aaron, let's start with uh, what what we missed, I guess, or what we haven't talked about. Because... Well, first off, happy Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, thank today. you. That's right. That's why we played uh, the Stone Cold music is because today is 316. Now, you're probably not listening on 316. You might be listening on St. Patrick's Day or NCAA Tournament Day or something like that. But we recorded on Wednesday this week, so uh, 3.16, and uh, that's why we kicked off the show with the Stone Cold music. All right, um, all right. Let me start with Roadblock. Let me start there, because I don't have a lot to say about Roadblock. I enjoyed it. It was good. I, I didn't think it was. I got some messages from people like, uh, oh, the best show I've seen in years. And I'm like, I don't What are you talking about? It was good, but that's. I came in with low expectations. It more than, than met my low expectations. Yeah, I'm surprised you got those messages. Most of my messages were, I can't believe they did that. You know, what? You know, they didn't do anything on the show. Well, they're not supposed it's, to. It's, it's a glorified house show. show. Exactly. Now, I, I can understand the argument for you want people to watch these, so you have to do some things on them every now and then. That's, for example, they had Finn Balor beat Kevin Owens for right. the NXT title, title in Japan last but year. But anyone who expected shows. the WWE title to change hands on a house show is was completely out of yeah, their minds. I, I mean, well, AJ. Uh, <laughs> well, he's completely out of his I mind. Agree. Look, I, I would have understood, like, hey, do something. It doesn't have to be a title change, but something that's a little bit different. And somebody Maybe say, you have Reigns return there. Right, something along those lines. I get the, the complaint. I think there was also a lot of disappointment because you were expecting Brock Bray, and you didn't get it, right? And that 
admittedly was a little bit disappointing. Now, Bray's been hurt, and... He's hurt, and maybe they're holding it off for payback or something along those lines. I, uh, right, perhaps. But what you ended up getting in its place was definitely disappointing, and Brock Lesnar did not seem sure. particularly interested in it, and it was it was second rate. But you're going to get... You're watching a house show. Right. You, you can't... This is the problem that happens, is you see this, and you think about it as a pay-per-view. It's not a pay-per-view. Right. It's a house show. It's a house show that they're putting on television and giving another option to watch programming. Uh, you got some cool matches. You got some. You got house show matches out of it. You got Jericho Swagger. Yeah. You got Sami Zayn Stardust, which was actually a really cool it match. It was a good match. I agree. That was really cool. You know, for a minute, it looked like maybe Dean had won the WWE Championship, right? Like, right. that was... It, it was sort of a like a really cool, really good Raw. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got like a really... It was a Raw without the backstage stuff. Yeah, just matches. Yeah. Just matches. And, and... I'm okay with that. Legitimate stars involved in those matches, and that's a cool thing, and... I, I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was a great show. I just enjoyed watching wrestling yes. when I watched Roadblock. Yes. So there's my thoughts on that. It leads us into Monday night, and uh, a few things happened on Monday night that I found to be interesting. The first being we got the return of Roman Reigns. I had suggested they could hold this off even up right until WrestleMania. Well, you're crazy. And I know that's what you felt. That's how AJ felt. That that was nuts. I I still think you could have, but I understand why. It's risky and you don't want to do it. I also think it's risky to have three weeks of trying to prevent a massive um, revolt towards Roman Reigns again. Are they, though? <sighs> that's the question. And that's what it brings. What happened on Raw, and if you missed it, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, yeah, but right. if you missed it, you know, it was basically a reverse of what happened a few weeks ago. Reigns came out after Triple H had a long match with Ziggler. Um We'll get to the Ziggler aspect in a second, yeah. but um, and and you know he beat him around the ring, and but then they continued. They went up the ramp. They went to the backstage, and Reigns continued to you know stalking him through the back, and Triple H just really tried to get away, and Reigns hit him with the TV successfully, unlike Dean Ambrose, and finally the Usos and Jack Swagger and Mark Henry talked some sense to him, and Triple H got away. But beyond that, you know that's you know you kind of figured that. The reverse of what happened a few weeks ago, that's kind of the standard play for a face to do. But the idea of him coming out from the ramp yep. instead of the audience, not wearing the chest protector, he was just wearing a t-shirt. Not talking. Not talking. Interesting. Yeah. Not, and, and it might just be the, this is the street fight mentality. Like, that. that's a perfectly reasonable explanation for all, you know, he, he wasn't going to go through the theater because he just wanted to get his hands on right. Triple H. Or it could mean something more. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple things that we're experiencing right now. Uh, one of the things that I think we're experiencing that is being written about more and more at the moment is how difficult it is to have Triple H as a full-on heel. Because, for, he, because in NXT, he treats himself well, as a face. for a couple of reasons. One, that being a significant reason. And because the, the intelligent wrestling fans are grateful for Triple H at the moment. Now, Triple H the character versus Triple H the person. I mean, it's all—it's a really fine line because and, a little and, bit of both. And it, and it gets harder when he's doing things like, you know, he starts the NXT shows, this is for you, Correct. I am Triple H, and Correct. that's kind of a problem. It's, it's awkward. Then we've talked before about he and Stephanie going out and doing stuff with kids with cancer. And I, I know that you're supposed to be able to separate real person from character, but it's tough but when, when you do it on screen. And because Twitter has become such a big right. part of the WWE experience at this point, because the website is such a big part of the WWE experience at this point, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to make it a difficult thing. On top of, and I've told you this theory before, we are really excited to see the most important person on the card, right? That's just the way it is. Right. And when Triple H is wrestling, 
He's the most important person on the card. He's coming out to the game. He's doing the full entrance. It's it's what you, I, I, I love that. I've been watching it for a long time and it's familiar and I enjoy it. It's sort of the reason why, look, when The Rock has come back in recent years, he hasn't always been on. He's had a lot of fun. He's had good segments. But he's The Rock. But, but that's the thing. He's The Rock. Yeah. He's, you, you are, as the moment he's there, everything you're doing feels more important because The Rock's there and because he's not there a lot. Um, it's not like Ric Flair where at this point, you know, Whatever, he's part right. of the mid card. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think it's always been tricky on both ends. One, you're trying to get someone over as a face that we've just had an awkward relationship with, not only as a face, but as the top face. Two, you're trying to get someone over as a heel that doesn't w- necessarily want to be a heel. Yeah, he isn't really necessarily a heel. Now he's done some heelish things, putting himself in the Royal Rumble right. at number 30 is a, is a heelish thing to do. Forcing Roman to go in first right. into the Royal Rumble is a heelish thing that was Vince to do. Who did that. And that's the thing. Some of it's been Vince. Some of it's been Stephanie. It hasn't all been Triple H. You haven't directly made it seem as though Triple H is evil. We've just asked you to accept that Triple H is evil. Right. So it is a really tough thing. I've said before, I have no problem with just saying, hey, you know what? Just have them both betweeners. Yep. You want to root for him? Root for him. Don't want to root for him. Don't want to root for him. It's what it is. And if that's the route that you're going at this point, then fine, go that route. But if you are really concerned about Roman Reigns being over, I, I think that you've, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. The and next you're definitely weeks. fighting an uphill battle, which makes those changes I mentioned, which in a, in a vacuum, like I said, you could very easily write it off right. as this is the street fight mentality. We've seen it before with wrestlers, like who have funky entrances. Can, Just, can it be the, what you're talking about? Can it be that without necessarily being a heel turn? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If you tell me that. Next week on Raw, he comes out and he says, you know what? I always did this for the fans. I kept the shield. You know, I did the the walkout like the shield. I did this for the fans. And the fans don't want that anymore. So you know what? I won't give that to them anymore. You know, that's not a face move, but it's it's very much a tweener move. It's not necessarily a full heel move. You do that, and it's a perfectly acceptable explanation. I don't even know if you have to say that. As much as... Well, at some I, point, you have to acknowledge that there is a change. I, I think the more interesting thing is, what happens if you just don't have him talk the next couple of weeks? Well, that uh, that I agree with. You know, But someone has to bring it up. It could, it could be through court. Yeah, or it could, it could be, be through Triple H. It could be that Triple he references H. at some point, right. oh, look at you, you know. Yeah, like, you know, any when it comes to motivations, it doesn't have to come from the person themselves. Right. It just has to be presented in some way. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, and I don't think that's necessarily You know, idea. if Cole says, oh, you know... Or even JBL. Like, this would be preferred JBL in the, in this situation, where, you know, Cole's like, huh, I wonder why he's not coming through the crowd. Well, the, you know, the fans aren't, are yeah, booing yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, fair. That's fair. That would be a perfect thing for JBL to say. I did realize something this week, and I tweeted about it, and I have to give an explanation for it here on this show. I realized there is absolutely no way that Triple H Roman Reigns can be the main event at WrestleMania. There is absolutely zero way that they can do it that I way. I disagree, but go ahead. Well, I, you're going to be wrong. And actually, you know the reason why it is, because you alluded to it off the air. You know the reason, but I'm going to tell you why, no matter what, the reason is it can't be the last match. Um, Shane Undertaker has to be the final match on the card. And the reason why it has to be the final match on the card is because if if you go into the match, if it's second to last, or if, or if it's at any point, if it's before Triple H's match, then you know what the, you know what the result of the match is. You know, because there is no possible way that you can sell in a quick turnaround Triple H losing control of the company and, and then caring more about a single wrestling match after that. 
There's just no way. You can't do it. And if they do, because my fear is they're going to try, and if they do, they're making a massive mistake. Here's I, – I agree with you. I agree with you that it's awkward. However – It's not awkward. It can't be done. It, it cannot be done story. You cannot lose control of the entire company and then pretend to care about a wrestling match afterwards. It's impossible. You can't do it. Well, in I, fact, it's a little awkward that you would have it. Triple H would still be COO, by the way, in this company. Shane's taking control of Raw. Don't forget this. This whole thing, and I know, I know, they, but they have made it very clear that this is control of Raw. Yeah, except Triple, for the fact that they said they've said on multiple occasions, which essentially means yes, right. which essentially. Right. But they've, the fact that they've had to point out, but which the problem essentially... is you, you can't. That that's such a fine line. You can't try to explain it within the context, within the time frame of two matches. You can't have Triple H seemingly lose control of all of Raw and then within three minutes be totally fine and ready to go. Well, what if Shane wins or doesn't win? Well, then you. That's the point. If, if then you know that you know that Shane's not winning. That's my point. My point being, if you have that match before Triple H's match, then you get your answer. You, you don't even need to watch. You know who's winning the See, match. See, but here's here's the problem, though. You have the main event. You have to have Shane win. You can't have Taker win. Unless I completely it, disagree. I, I don't un, unless it's if it is simply Taker. You know, th- this isn't. I, I mean, I don't even know how you would have that be the final match if it's Taker winning. Why not? What's 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 the go home shot? Well, it could very well be the the authority. There's no there's nothing about there's no rule at WrestleMania that says the face has to win. No, at no, the no. End. There's no rule, and in fact, last year the face did not win at the end. But right. you did have a big moment there. I, yes, you could. I, I I would find that extremely awkward. Is why? I mean, I guess what here's I guess what's what's your story coming out of Raw? What would be your story? Would it be that Triple H wins? Taker wins, so the authority has yes. completely, complete, one hundred percent, absolute if, if control. If that is the case, it, you're, you are correct. If it is, they have control, and it has, they have com- like completely wrapped their fist around it. Then yes, if it is, you can't have you can't have Reigns win in that case. And it, again, the Undertaker's, you know, Undertaker would obviously go away, but I. In the shot, that that's what makes it awkward to me, is that you would have Undertaker main eventing, and you wouldn't have under like you likely wouldn't have Undertaker in the final shot. No, I mean that's I, I hear you. It's not it's weird, but yeah. the whole thing's been weird. You you booked the match with Undertaker, Undertaker representing the Authority. Right, it's gonna be weird. Right, there's nothing you can do about that. You booked the match that way, but the, for for storyline reasons, Triple H cannot possibly care about the championship more than control of the company. There's no way you can sell that. And by the way, I do still think they might try to. I mean, I, I do. I do still think the way that they do. The way that they do is that, and you go back to the the past few promos he's done, where he's talked about what it means to be a wrestler, what it means. If there is a guy that you can tell me cares more about being champion no. than control the company, it is Triple H. No, I, can't, I, 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 I hear it as if there was one, but there's not. There isn't one. You can't sell that. And you but that's what Triple H is the, trying to sell you, right now. You can't do it within the span of if you led the show with Shane Tager and Tri- Triple H had the opportunity backstage to react to it and to say something, then you'd have that time. Well, you know but what? You, you, can, you of, can set it up ahead of time. You can set it up ahead I, of time if you really wanted to. You could, and they're already doing it. They're laying the groundwork for it now with these, you know. This is what's important to me. I have this belt. These guys don't deserve it. This is my belt. You know, this is what I've put 21 years of my life into. These are the promos that he's cutting right now. You know, even 
that seem to be completely unrelated to it. But you can tie those back in. If you tell me the go-home show, he he says straight up to Stephanie, I care more about this belt than, you know, maybe she says, you should plan on interfering in this match. And he says, no, I'm, you know, I'm focusing on this. Okay, belt. well, we now there's a couple things that come in there. Now you're really, you're really struggling to make Triple H a heel at that point. You know well, what I mean? Like, I, I've given up on that because I don't think he cares about being a heel. Okay, and th- I'm just saying that's the I'm way it saying, is. As long as he doesn't care about being a heel, you can You're... never make me care about him being a heel. Uh, okay, but I think I don't think they've abandoned that. Now they could in the next couple of weeks. They could absolutely continue the build of I'm no longer a heel. They could do that, go that route, and that I think would be an interesting turn. You know what I mean? I think it'd be an interesting way to go, but they'd have to do it. As things stand right now, they have not done that. Triple H is still very much part of the authority and addressed the crowd with Stephanie on Monday night. Was addressing Roman Reigns, sure, but he was absolutely addressing the Shane situation. He was 1,000% going down that road and and speaking on behalf of the authority right. and calling the crowd failures. He's a heel. I mean, he, he is. He is a heel. So you're going to go he, from that within two weeks to trying to abandon... It's it's not abandoned. You can you can care about the title and still be a heel. Uh, Yeah, but you there's no way you can right now have him completely abandon you're, his, you're, you're not... his feelings of being in control, having right. the power. There's just no way. In fact, I completely take back everything that you said about that. On Monday night, it was very clear that was mo- most important to him was having power. That was the most important thing that he absolutely was speaking to on Monday night. So I'm going to tell you you're wrong. I, I let you get away with that one, <laughs> and now that I think back about what he said, you're nuts. A thousand percent, he cares more about the power. That's the most. But the power that comes from the belt. No, he just cares about power. He's he was not. He's done both. He's done both over the past few weeks. He was very on Monday night. It was very fine. On Monday night, he was going more towards that. The week before, he was going more towards the title. That's fine, but I don't. You're you're walking way too fine a line for it to justly be something that everyone can understand in the span of the three minutes between matches. And I'm not. But I'm saying you set up beforehand. If you're going to go that route, again, you very easily could go your route. You have to. You have to go this route. In here's, fact, here's the way, here's the reason why he would be the counter argument, and it wouldn't be anything negative against your theory. It would be more that it depends what you're planning on doing with Triple H Reigns. If the plan of Triple H Reigns is, well, I think it's smarter because I don't think that you have a go home shot from Triple H Reigns that anyone well, wants right now. Uh, there is one I could think of. What? And that would be if you are, and it would go along with you would the, have Reigns turn somehow, and then he. You would have him lay out rock. That's your go-home shot. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, right? That you you have the rock involved somehow, and then Reigns turns on the rock. But but that's not going to be the go-home shot. It can be. It absolutely can be. That is a go-home shot. If he lays out the rock, holding up the title, and it turns into a, I was for the crowd. I have... You know, the right. Usos tagged along with me. The Rock even tagged right. along with right. me. The cra- I did everything, and and what did that get me? Nothing. And then this is for me. That's and that's the story. Well, but like that's essentially saying. what I'm saying. Reigns turning heel is the only thing that you can do to get and, a right a reasonable end of show moment. And and, out of and I I agree with you 100. percent If it's not that, then you're right. You put the shame thing. If it's that moment, you almost have to have that last. Yeah, but you're not doing that I, okay, but I, I don't think you can. I think I think that's. If you go that route, there's nothing you can do with this to make it make sense. There's just no way to make this make sense, and not and and to have that match happen two minutes after. Well, it wouldn't be two minutes. There would be a cooldown match. There would be the the eight diva, whatever you know, Team Lana versus without team having the time available for anyone to talk about what just happened. 
Well, they, they talk about the. You're right. As when I, when in I'm the, saying in the back, I, I'm saying for, you, you set it up ahead of time. You set it up. And I and I don't think you can do that appropriately to set up both matches. I don't think I, what you're really dealing with is that Triple H has a desired outcome in both matches, but one involves him. One is actually more important than that. And he has a desired outcome in both matches. So if you do both matches very close together, and he does not get I mean, the desired that, that's result, that's always been the awkward. It, well, yeah, it's yeah. a terribly awkward part about all of this, right? right? This makes way more sense if it's Triple H versus Shane McMahon. Like that's that's the most sensical thing that you could possibly do, and yet you're not doing it. Right. Like that's the. It's very clunky. It's why it goes back to what was so clunky about this from the beginning. It doesn't make sense. And we like it because it's getting to Shane McMahon, and he's been around the last couple of weeks. But then we remember every time, this doesn't make a lick of sense. What are you doing? And hopefully it's going to make sense. I mean, at least, you know what? They asked the why. They asked the but why. But they didn't get the answer. They didn't get the answer. I, I, but they wouldn't have asked the why if they didn't Don't plan have something? on I presenting hear, the I answer. I hear you saying that, but I think we know well enough to know that sometimes they delay because they're still working on well, what the answer is. Well, they might be working is. on the answer. They might not know the answer yet, but they will present an answer. a lot of times answer. in those circumstances, the answer is not. No, but you know what? I don't care. I want an answer. I don't care what the answer. The answer could be, I want to win at WrestleMania. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's that, a fine answer to me. Because there's too many more questions that come from that. Then, yeah. Again, you want to win at WrestleMania, that's fine. Why do you want the authority to be in charge? And you have to address something like, well, I've been promised that... Uh, I'll get a good. Con- I don't know. I don't know what the Undertaker yeah. could possibly want. I mean, the the answer, quite frankly, is I don't gi- I don't play politics. I don't give a damn. I just want to win at WrestleMania. Okay, then say that. Yeah, then say that. That's like fine. that. That could be it. Yeah, I don't love that, but you but know. that's an answer. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I don't and it's love not it. terribly out of character for the Undertaker right. to say something like that. Right. right? Like exactly. I'm not really a face. You've just made me a face over the years. You've just rooted for me. But at heart, I'm I'm the Walking Dead. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not a heel. I'm not a face. I'm not an. I'm the Undertaker. Yes. Um, so it's not so wildly out of character that he couldn't do but, it. But they, the fact that Shane has asked the question means that we're going to get an answer. Whether the answer is you know, good or not, right. we're going to get an answer. And that's all I wanted. All I right. wanted that answer. Real quick, a couple other things from Raw on Monday night. Uh, Dean Ambrose yeah. and Mick Foley in a very interesting backstage interaction. And, and you know what? I feel dumb that we didn't realize it was going this route before. Like we we talked about this. What are they doing? Are they making him you know crazy guy? Are they making him I presented cool hand? Lo- right. They're making him Foley. And, See, and, I, it's, and, 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 and when you go back and you think about all of those segments, I hear you. That's exactly what he's trying to be. I I hear you. And I don't necessarily love the idea. I'm making yeah. him Foley, but it you know. I guess that's the problem I have. Here's I mean here's the interesting thing about the whole. Fo- the most interesting thing about this segment for me is that it, whether intentional or not, it's a callback. How much were you help, hoping, by the way, that when he opened that box, it was an, actually a torch in there? Like, wouldn't that I have mean, just I, been I, a beautifully <laughs> hilarious moment, right? Like, it's time for me to pass the torch. He opens up the box. Now, you know what would be cool? A mankind mask. Well, I mean, okay, sure. But I, I'm telling <laughs> yes, you, it would have yeah. been way better. <laughs> if, like, if, yeah. if Dean Ambrose was no, that, like... That, if it was Edge and Christian doing it, it would have been an actual yeah, torch. Yeah, I guess. I think that Foley could have done that, too, though. He could have. Um... But the the interesting thing about this is I don't know if you remember I don't know if you really even know this much. Um, Dean Ambrose was not originally supposed his debut was supposed to come well before he debuted with the Shield okay. his main roster debut. He was supposed to debut after WrestleMania I guess that would have been 2011, and he was supposed to debut by feuding with Mick Foley. He was supposed to come out and they actually shot some vignettes and did some Twitter work on this. Okay, and it was going to basically be. Him, who came from the CZW background, the, right. the, the weapons right. background, basically blaming Mick Foley for ruining a generation of kids, ruining a generation of wrestling fans, who have people who thought they had to kill themselves 
in order to be wrestlers, basically creating clones of him and in and in the process, independent wrestling, or not necessarily independent wrestling, but all of these wrestlers just ended up smashing each other over the head. It was going to be actually a really interesting feud. Uh, didn't have it for a number of reasons. One, because Mick wasn't healthy enough to do it. There were a couple moments where that got a little uncomfortable with him in Twitter exchanges. Uh, and it didn't actually end up happening. But they were going to go this route at one point, really connecting Foley and Dean from the get-go. So doing it here is just really interesting in that case. It is interesting. I think one of the problems there being that only so many people know about his CZW background. And I but think, you can play it up over the next few weeks. And I think you need to. You yeah. need to play it up over the next few weeks because I think right now it doesn't really make a ton of sense. It's it, Being a lunatic and being nuts and being a guy that's a hardcore icon are two completely different things. Right. They're, they're two very different character traits. And that's what I'm struggling with, right? Like... Dean Ambrose being nuts and using a weapon is not it, – it's fine. You're not McFoley at that point. You're just you're just using a weapon. No, but the, the idea of, like, never stop – you know, always the, – the idea of JR saying, oh, my God, right. you know, th- that should kill a regular person. Yeah, you know, he I doesn't with, feel pain, and that's what they've been presenting with But he's been Ambrose. more sarcastic in that way. He's been more – It's not presented exactly the same way, yeah. but the idea that – you know, he's not going to be broken by chair shots. He's right. Not go- he's indestructible, just like Foley was indestructible. Well, except for the time that he was broken by chair. Oh, I guess he wasn't really. I mean, I guess he was the one holding, handing out the chair shots, now that I think about it. Right, tonight. exactly. Right. But the idea that, you know, he can be destroyed in the parking lot and still come back, at, you know, that's a Foley, as goofy as but that was. Yeah, a simple wrestling move caused him to lose to Roman Reigns. Whatever. I mean, that, that's that's always been the problem with, with yeah. weaponry in the history of wrestling. Yeah. That's not a... Anything to do with, you know. I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I guess it's I It's interesting. It's interesting, but it's not that. And look, I love Mick Foley. I think part of it right now is because you're not willing to do the things that you're willing to do in the past. It's almost more awkward to have Mick Foley give the barbed wire bat to Dean Ambrose. What really are you doing with the barbed wire bat? Really? Yeah. Come on. You're giving away WrestleMania for free. Right. You want more average people to watch the show. You're, you're not you having... not doing some sort of barbaric... It, you might have him use it at some point. I'm but, not saying... But it, you're not turning Brock Lesnar into a pincushion. Correct. So what's the point? They're going to... Actually, that, that brings up an interesting question. Are you really going to have just three savage matches, like hard... Hardcore stomach. Cause, no, because they're build, they're building Reigns Triple H towards I, that as well. And you can do that all you want, but when it comes to actual WrestleMania, they're not going to do that because they want a broader audience. It's I very agree clear. With you. They want the broadest possible audience to WrestleMania. But they're setting up three matches. That's be, that's you know. fine. It's nice in the cell, and it makes people think that they're going to do that. But I assure you, if that's what you're expecting for WrestleMania, you are going to be disappointed. They are not going that route. I, I don't even know if if I'm talking about like necessarily. But are you just going to have? You know, three matches where guys just kill each other either all over the ring or all over the cell, or all over the arena or all over the cell. Um, like you almost have to go that route with Reigns H I, now. I would not be stunned with, with Reigns H trying to be a little bit more like the Undertaker Triple H match from 17. Was that 17? What was the Houston one? Yeah, it was 7. X, X7. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised by that. You know, the match that never happened. Right. right? Yeah, that, that's why I had to think about the number. Right, where they went out into the crowd. Or, the, was that X7? Yeah, it was at the Astrodome. Right? That was X7. I'm pretty sure that was. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if you did something similar to that with Triple H and Roman Reigns, where you know, let's go out to the crowd or let's go out. But aren't you going to do that with 
Ambrose I, and I don't think Ambrose Lesner. and Lesnar needs to go to the crowd. I think Ambrose well, and Lesnar. Well, that's the street fight. That's the one that should go all over the arena. You can certainly make that argument. I agree with that. But I think that they're trying to lean it more towards the idea that it's going to be about weapons. So and it, and it that's can, how you, you change. Right. So so you have H. Reigns be the not weapon, but we're going to beat each right. other we're just all over the place. We're just going to beat the crap out of each other. We don't care and, if it's and in the you ring. And you have that be the weapons one. And, then you have the, and that's how you differentiate the three. That okay. Was, that was that, my thought. Yep. And right. that, that works perfectly. That would be my thought. Okay. Uh, but again, I still don't know that I love it, and I just don't know that it's necessary. I like McFoley, but there's not there's not going to be another McFoley because you don't do those things in WWE right. any longer. Right. So I almost think it's more awkward to have McFoley, you know, pass the torch, quote unquote, because the truth is that's not what Dean Ambrose is going to be. He's just not because you don't do that any longer. Right. McFoley, yeah, was was somewhat about I'm not, you know, I'm. I'm too crazy, too stupid to, to lose to all these dangerous things. But it was overwhelmingly about all of the insane, nutso things he would do to his right. body that you ain't doing anymore. Right. And that's not to say that you should start doing them again. Yeah, you shouldn't do it. Right. It's to I say, don't see you. I don't think you should be drawing up somebody as the next McFoley because there's never be. again right. going to be a McFoley. That's fair. I don't like that. That's, that's fair. All right. One other thought from uh, Raw. Show, uh, show opened. Show opened, and we got a match. Yeah, with the wrestling match, it's really weird. So we're gonna get New Day League of Nations yawn at. Uh, I'll say, you know, the fact that they actually let the League of Nations look like a fort, like great after they've lost. Yeah, two ma- right. There's no real redeem. There's no real reason for the New Day to want this match. Looks like they got beat up. And they got beat up, now. but they've already beat all of these guys. Right. So, by the way, did you like Rusev and Del Rio as a tag? I thought that worked really well. Well, I think. Well, you like anything with Rusev. I think anything right? with Rusev is... But you hate anything with Del Rio, I've said, so something had yeah, to give. Right? <laughs> I've said a million times that the star of that group, the guy that they should be right. aligning around, is Rusev. Rusev. And if you want that group to ever matter yeah. for any reason, then... It's the, Rusev. It's but, Rusev. But I just, I just think the idea of a Rusev-Del Rio tag team, if you don't... I, you should yeah. do something bigger with Rusev, yeah, I, but I if you're... I don't want that at all. It's... They worked well together. I, I, I really like it. If I it. think you're going to do something with this, right? If the plan is ultimately, this is a way that we're going to have League of Nations go over New Day, but yet New Day doesn't lose the titles, right? And it doesn't look that bad for New Day because it's four on three or something along those well, lines. Well, this is for the titles. It's for the titles. It is for the titles. I'm fairly sure that was announced. Okay. Let I me didn't, double check real quick here. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, now I need to know how they're going to do it. I mean, any, any two of the four guys can... I mean, hypothetically, I guess it... it does, they could be on the lines in the three-on-three three or a three-on-four match. There's I, nothing that stops them from... Well, I, I mean, I hear you, but even when the New Day has done it, they've identified the two guys. Like, that actually makes way less sense to me. Because there's no argument for why they should deserve a, a third match against the New Day. They've gotten two. They've lost both of them. They don't deserve a third one. They, they definitely don't deserve a, another title opportunity. Like, that's insane. It's it's really insane the more I think about it. There's absolutely no way to justify these guys getting another title chance against the New Day. Now, if it's about the New Day wanting to get revenge on them for beating them up, that's fine. But why they get another title opportunity out of that, I that I don't I don't like that whatsoever. That does very little for me. And I would go a bit further to argue that it it doesn't really do anything for anybody. I mean, if if you have League of Nations win, then they're not deserving of it. They're not. I don't. God, I don't know. What What do you got? Uh, it does appear to be a tag team. I, I can't find the exact tweet, but the reports are that it is a uh, tag team titles match, and it may be a four on three match for the tag titles. Well, the four on three part doesn't bother me. Right. I'm, I'm no, good. No. I'm good with the four on three. I 
what doesn't make sense is that now you have to identify two guys. If you're saying it's four on three for the titles, and any of these guys can come in at any point of the match, uh, okay. I mean, I, I'll hear you on that. I I guess that works, but... Here we go. The New Day accepts the league's WrestleMania challenge. Right. And... Yeah, I mean, I... Where is this coming from? We'll just sit here in silence. That's yeah, exactly. Thing. We can just do uh, I guess it doesn't say that it's for the titles. I think people are assuming. Yeah. But but Kofi said we accept their challenge. Right, which is yeah. I get that. I just don't it doesn't make a lick of sense to me for it to be the titles. Right. If now if you're just want to do something goofy and say we're gonna have four guys face three guys for the tag team titles, uh, you know, it's goofy, but I'll hear it. Okay. Um I just it's goofy. It's goofy. And it makes Well it's it makes zero sense for them to pick two guys and have two guys go in and face the New Day when the New Day has beaten all of them. Right. That makes no sense. Well, it's not going to be that. It's it's if it's going. And I think it makes. I think more it's s- going to be either a three on three or a four. On and I think it just makes more sense as a non-title match, as it's and just just being about League of Nations versus the New Day. I, I think they'll do it just so they. You know what I think they want to build right now? They they want to say, oh, we have all the titles on the show, first time in forever, yeah. which is true. It's going to be the first time in years that every title is being. But they haven't the really talked about that. No, but I'm saying I think that. I, I have a feeling they're going to mention right, it. I'm just part. gonna say I don't like it. Whatever That's it's like, gonna be from here, well, I don't like it. It doesn't make any sense. There's a shocker. You don't like I'm, it. I'm, well, I, I, I just I told you from day one right. this made no sense. This did not have the feel of a WrestleMania match. They have not done anything that makes it feel like it should be. Well, if you wait make this a feel, second. No, no, no. Hold on. If you want to make this feel like a WrestleMania match, at some point the League of Nations needed to win something. They needed to win something to make it feel like this was a match that deserved to be at WrestleMania. There's nothing that they've done. What if they so win they, this week? What if they win a couple one-on-one matches or something like that? Nah, they already they already had a League of Nations versus New Day match twice and lost both of them. Though both of them did involve the New Day cheating. Everything involves okay. cheating. Well, I'm just saying. Everything. I'm does. just saying if if you're looking to apply some logic to it as to why this is happening, it that does nothing for it. the New Day are the champions. Right. They beat you twice. Yep. It's over. You got your chances. It's over, Johnny. Move on. Just being the League of Nations is not good enough for me to say this is why you should get a third chance. New Day accepted. That's why it's happening, because the New Day accepted it. Which doesn't make any sense. Well, because they want to get their revenge for getting laid out. so stupid. So dumb. Because they're the League of Booty, and they can't have the League of Booty going around saying, we laid out the New Day. Who cares? Well, the New Day do. All right, well... um, it doesn't like for me. All right, let's grab a break. All right. When we come back in, Gabe Sapolsky is going to join the show. Really excited about this. From Evolve Wrestling, they are coming to Baltimore in May. We're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk to him about Daniel Bryan. We're going to talk to him about Triple H and whether or not maybe Evolve Wrestling is forming some sort of partnership with the WWE. That's Aaron. I'm Glenn. This is Jobbing Out. Hi, this is Stan the Fan Charles. This April, PressBox will be 10 years old. I can hardly believe all the sports milestones that have taken place since I started PressBox back in 2006. In order to celebrate our 10th anniversary, we're holding the PressBox 10th Anniversary Bash on May 11th at Baltimore Center Club. All profits from the bash will go to support Baltimore's Team Up for One Foundation. Join PressBox and celebrity sports heroes from Baltimore in support of this great charity. Get complete information and tickets by going to pressboxonline.com slash bash. That's pressboxonline.com slash bash. The night features amazing food, open premium bar, views of the whole city, and the chance to rub elbows with some of Baltimore's local celebrities and the biggest sports heroes. Get your tickets now by going to
to PressBoxOnline.com slash bash. The bash is sponsored in part by the good folks at Bond Distributing and Breakthrough Beverage of Maryland. I hope to see you there. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at Retriever Believer and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the Games. Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Newsonoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Newsonoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds. Prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring. Finder for iPhone or Android and search styles, get prices, and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually. Charles Newson Off and Sons, Orioles, Ravens Jewelry, and the Vow Engagement Ring Finder. Go to charlesnewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newson Off and Sons Jewelers, 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville. Let's scroll together. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone, Real Baseball Talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Back in here on Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone and joined now by the Vice President, Booker and... And I think like 12 other titles he has for Evolve Wrestling. He is Gabe Sapolsky, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Gabe, it's Glenn and Aaron. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Hey, thanks for having me on, and thanks for everyone out there listening. I really appreciate you taking some time to check this out. Absolutely, man. Well, I know that we, we want to talk up May 6th and the big event at uh, MCW, but let's before we get there, let's let's give some background on on you and on Evolve, from the people, for the people that listen to us that are only WWE fans, um, you have like a really interesting path, personally, that got you to the point that you're at right now that involves ECW and Ring of Honor. Can you give us the quick thumbnail as to how you got to this point? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been around for almost 25 years doing this at this point. Um, I started with ECW. My, my very first show was the first show Paul Heyman booked for ECW. Wow. I was there for the entire time until it closed down. Uh, I, I, I mean, I did just about everything there, marketing, promotions, I published a program. My main duty was I became uh, Paul Heyman's personal assistant there, so I worked very closely with Paul, which was a very interesting experience, and uh, he's still a mentor to me to this day. Um, then ECW closed down, I, I needed a job, and uh, we started Ring of Honor. So um, 
then I was uh, I was the uh, with Ring of Honor, and um, you know it was my life pretty much until 2008, October 2008, when I had a uh, falling out of sorts with the owner, and of course uh, the the owner's going to win that battle, <laughs> um, and uh, so then um, I moved on from Ring of Honor, and uh, then once again I needed a job, so we started Dragon Gate USA. Um, and uh, that led, that kind of paved the way to evolve. We had them as sister promotions. Then um, Dragon Gate USA um, kind of uh, faded out. It was just, uh, it, 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 it got very expensive to bring the Japanese talent over here because Dragon Gate USA was the American branch of the Dragon Gate company, which is a major company in Japan. So then we just started focusing on Evolve, and that's how I got here. That's where I am right now. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's the whole road. It is windy. <laughs> that is for sure. The Evolve thing is is obviously it's it's killing right now, and it's picked up a lot of steam. And I and I know that that you know that so much of the the more recent interest has come from one simple picture and one simple tweet. Um, can, can you give us the background on Triple H being there in Florida for the show? Um, what that relationship is all about, and and maybe what what people might need to know about perhaps the relationship between yourself and and Triple H and what's going on there. Um, it's that's been a very uh, uh, that's been a roller coaster ride. That's been up and down. And I always say that we're in uncharted waters with it, which is um, exactly uh, where we're at. We don't know what's going to happen next. So it, it started about uh, uh, ten months ago, eight to ten months ago. We started having talks with WWE. Um, as you can tell, WWE is very, being very progressive these days with what they're doing with NXT, um, the kind of talent that they're, they're pushing now. Um, so it's, it's the mindset has changed there. And they saw, um, a benefit to, to helping out independent wrestling. And as Triple H calls it, the independent undercurrent. They realize that, that they need that to be strong in order to keep the talent, uh, uh flowing, you know, to, to, to get talent, uh, to get new faces and new talent. So it's in their best interest to kind of help help it out. Um, I, I fortunately have have uh, a lot of friends there from all the years. You know, a lot of those guys have, have came through uh, the promotions I've been with, and um, we were able to to start building and growing a relationship. And it just kind of goes step by step by step with them. Uh, we don't really know what's going to happen next with it. Uh, for instance, um, we needed some help for our, our October shows in New York, and we called them and asked them if they could send somebody to. To give us some attention and help boost our ticket sales, and they sent us Sami Zayn. You know that was a breakthrough moment right there <laughs> uh, that, that that we never expected. You know we had Sami Zayn on our shows, and he was able to interact with the evolved talent, and that brought a lot of attention. And um, then uh, William Regal, this, you know, was able to come to our Florida shows, which was a big deal, which happened in January. And um, Regal was actually scheduled for the Florida show as Evolve 54 last January, and um, he, he texted me that afternoon, and he goes, hey, uh, Triple H would like to come by. Is that okay with you? <laughs> <laughs> Might be able to squeeze him in. I don't know. We're awfully packed tonight, Bill. Building yeah, code might not allow it. At the door. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we were like, of course. So Triple H showed up, which was, uh, you know, we've had a few talks with Triple H um, during this whole uh, negotiation or whatever you want to call it, the whole building of this relationship. So um, we've kind of built a rapport with him. And um, he he came to the show, and then he got there, and and we were talking, and that picture got taken, and he decided to tweet it out to give us some help, and uh, obviously it did because our business has taken off since then. Um, it's allowed us to do things like like try to come to the Baltimore area on May sixth, yeah. and um, 
and see if we can build that market into something. Um, we're looking at our biggest crowds ever in Dallas on WrestleMania weekend um, later in a, in a couple of weeks. So um, and Queens, you know, returning to Queens um, this Saturday, we're we're looking at our largest uh, crowd ever in Queens. So it's definitely giving us a boost. And at the same time, we don't know what's going to happen next. You know, we had Chad Gable and Jason Jordan on one of our shows for an autograph signing. So we're just kind of like all sailing together on this path and um, and and enjoying the ride, basically, and, and taking things as they happen. And and it's really been a mind-blowing year for me. You know, this whole 2016 has been, been one crazy thing after another. I mean, whether it's the Daniel Bryan retirement or or Shane McMahon returning, I mean, it's and, and the list goes on and on and on. And um, we're just kind of all on new ground here. And um, it's, it's, I think this is like the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan in, in years. I know for me, it's it's the most exciting time to be running wrestling in, in a few years. So um, I, I hope we're all on this ride together and enjoying it. Now, I remember when the reports started to come out that you guys had started to have these meetings Obviously, that one of the things, the speculation started immediately. Go, you know, maybe this will turn into almost a feeder system, or at least some sort of a, you know, a, like a partnership of some kind, where there would, you know, maybe some of the non-televised NXT developmental guys would wrestle for Evolve. Some Evolve guys might get some shine on uh, NXT. Was that ever in the cards, or I, I don't know how much you can talk about? I mean, about everything's that. in the cards right now. So yeah. there's, yeah, you know, if you, if I, when I woke up the morning of Evolve 54 and you told me Triple H was going to come to our show and tweet out <laughs> right. a picture from being there, I would have said, that's insane. Right. There's no way that's going to happen. And, you know, a couple hours after I woke up, I made the message that he's showing up. If you had told me that, that Sami Zayn would be coming to our, one of our shows, uh, I would have said, no way. You know, if they're Jason Jordan and Chad Gable or William Regal is on our shows in New York this weekend. You know, if, if you know, all right now we're just going step by step <laughs> and, um, you know, we're all kind of going up this roller coaster together and, and we don't know whether it's going to twist or go down or go further up or what's going to happen, but we're just kind of playing it by ear and, and going with the flow and, 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 you know, I can't wait to see what my next email or phone call brings, you know. it's uh, We're all in this kind of situation together. So right now I'd say everything's on the table and nothing is off the table. And we're we're all very progressive and, and open to just about whatever possibility uh, things can bring. I think the other one that's been bandied about, and I'm sure you're going to say, hey, absolutely, it's on the table. But, but how intriguing would the thought of maybe it involving getting uh, evolved cards onto the network in some way? Is that something that you would want to have on the table? I know you you got tickets to sell, and so that's what's most important to you, but I, we've heard that sort of tossed around as something that maybe the WWE would be interested in doing. they got to fill all this programming on the network, and here there's wrestling out there to be had that could go on there. Is that something that you guys would be interested in? <laughs> the, the WWE network, to me, would be the best network you could be on because you have what's the number right now 1.2 1.3 million subscribers yeah. Yeah. those those are active wrestling fans those it's not like you're going on some you know cbs market in buffalo or something at at 11 p.m and you have some people who are, who are flipping channels and they're turning it on those those to me are just okay people are going to watch it for free and and you know, hopefully you can try to convert them, but it's tough at that point. The WWE Network, you're talking about, that's your professional wrestling audience right there. That's that's over a million professional wrestling fans who are used to watching a streaming service. And um, that, that, again, is part of WWE being very progressive and, and cutting edge right now and, and developing this network and, and making it into to something huge. So, um, 
you know, I'm not going to say one way or another, but obviously, uh, I think you just have to be an idiot not to, <laughs> not to, not to appreciate what WWE has built and what they're doing with that WWE network and what that audience is. Now, you mentioned that when you first started to talk with Triple H, he talked about the, the independent undercurrents and he wanted to kind of keep it strong. And a lot of people have said that right now we're almost in a renaissance for independent wrestling. It seems to be as strong as it ever has been. Looking from the inside, what do you attribute to that? And, and how have you noticed that it being you know as strong as it ever has been? I think NXT has had a lot to do with it. I went to the um, Brooklyn show that they had last August, and I was just blown away by the crowd there. It was it was not. I've been to WWE shows and it's a lot of kids and a lot of families and some adults. But that NXT crowd was like an old ECW crowd. It was a lot of people like 15 to 25, a, a lot of guys, not a lot of kids, uh, very few families, and and it was a, a crowd that you don't normally that that you might see more at at like UFC than you would see at WWE. And they've kind of tapped into that. I, I have a friend uh, who I've known since ECW. He's always been a fan. And um, he he was telling me how he now, he, he hasn't come to one of our shows in a while, and he hasn't had any friends come to one of our shows in a while. And he contacted me a few weeks ago, and he was like, hey, I have three or four friends now that are, are getting back into wrestling because of NXT, and they want to get back into independent wrestling. We're coming to your next show. So I think that NXT is really beginning to open a lot of doors. I think you have a lot of tremendous talent out there right now, too. Um, a lot of exciting things going on here at Evolve. Uh, we're, we're, I'm very excited about the style of wrestling that we're promoting at Evolve now, which is something kind of new and fresh. It's a throwback style, but it's new and fresh. And we also have you know, the high flying and all the other stuff. But, but we have a lot of exciting wrestlers, and there's a lot of charismatic guys out there. And, and a new generation of talent really taking the business in new directions, and that's exciting. And the other, the other thing is that you're you're having real competition out there now, which is exciting. You know, we all I always go back to 1998. Everybody made their most money in 1998 when I was with ECW and WCW and WWE were all you know in head-to-head competition. It was that that bitter competition, and and you had the most wrestling fans ever tuning in every week on TV, coming to all the shows. And that, and they all want to see what everyone does next. And now you have all these independent groups that are thriving, um, and, and, and bringing something new and compelling to the table, whether it's Lucha Underground, or us, or Ring of Honor, or TNA, or, I mean, MCW, you know, kills it in Baltimore no doubt, all the time. Yeah. They, they, they do something interesting. You know, that's part of what attracted us to, to, to Baltimore is they've, they've created that awesome arena there and they draw good crowds and we, and, and uh, Dan, I've known him for years, and, and we were like, you know, this this looks like an interesting opportunity, and they're very open to working together, so let's try to make something there. Um, and when all that's going on, it just builds excitement and creates excitement. You know, we saw what happened when it was just WWE, when everybody went out of business in uh, 2001, or whatever year it was. Um, those fans didn't just start go all switch over to WWE, they stopped watching. So you need that kind of competition and variety to create that excitement, and then you have something like NXT, which is exposed on the WWE Network, and and selling out Brooklyn, and and, and really being a product for these new wrestling fans, and shining the spotlight on the independents. You know, you had also CM Punk, and then uh, most notably Daniel Bryan paving the way and shining a, a flash, you know, shining a light on the Indies, and then that leads to John Moxley and Neville and and uh, and Blue Carper and and everybody else. Where now those guys are. Or, and Cesaro and, and those guys are kind of 
shining the light, like, hey, these guys came from the independence, you know, that that puts more attention on us too. So it's kind of been like a, a perfect storm of all these factors, and um, things are definitely more exciting than ever with what's going on with everything. He is Gabe Sapolsky. Evolve Wrestling will be here in this area where we are. I know we have listeners all over the place, but if you are one of our local listeners, we, they will be here on May 6th at the MCW Arena in Joppa. Gabe Sapolsky joins us here on Jobbing Outs. You know, you, you've mentioned his name several times already here, uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, and I know that you're pretty close with him, and actually wasn't Evolve created to feature uh, him at one point when you guys were first uh, starting out? Yeah, um, Brian's the one who actually named Evolve. He, he huh. came up with the name for it. Um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately for him, I mean, I'm thrilled to death for him, is uh, before the first show, it's when WWE came along. And, and uh, Brian's been a, extremely important to, to me in, in my career. Uh, we worked together for all those years in Ring of Honor, and he basically made my career um and uh so i was thrilled to see him go to wwe and, and have the opportunity to make that kind of money and some uh for life you know some stuff up for life but he uh we we had a lot of various ideas for evolve uh he he wanted to take wrestling in, the, in a new direction and um and uh he's the one who came up with the name and and what's really interesting and really shows that brian has always been ahead of the curve and and what kind of innovator he was is a lot of the ideas that that he came up with for for where he wanted to take wrestling with Evolve are actually being done now in Evolve and and about a year and a half ago a year ago we started kind of featuring a lot of those ideas that that now you have guys like our Evolve champion Timothy Thatcher and Drew Gulak and Tracy Williams um and and several others uh, and and they're doing what Brian said, but they're not doing it because Brian told them to or I gave them the ideas. They've kind of developed these ideas on their own, and it's been like the natural evolution of wrestling. Um, but Brian had come up with these ideas years ago, so it just shows how, how ahead of the curve he is uh, just naturally on everything. But it's great that we're seeing those guys um, executing uh, those those kind of wrestling principles right now where it's a, a more realistic style and about getting the win and a hard wrestling style, um, a lot of submissions and, and emphasis on on, the, on that kind of thing. So um, it's it's been uh, it's really it's, it's really amazing to me how how Brian is, is just so intelligent and, and knows where the business is going and the fact that we're here right now and and the fans are receptive to it. We're going to have our largest crowds. Uh, ever coming up so um it's great and hopefully we can continue that momentum into job on on may 6th you know we got drew galloway coming in on that show um and uh obviously he's in the headlines now yeah. uh zach saber jr who is is the best technical wrestler i've seen since since brian danielson um and he's a guy who's really doing that style that brian talked about initially with evolve he's coming in for that show to the baltimore area and, um, you know, we're working on the rest of the talent, but we're going to have uh, Chris Hero. That's uh, and Hero is a guy that I've worked with for over 10 years now, on and off. And he's amazing to me because he's he's better than ever right now. Every one of his matches are are just uh, complete epics. So he'll be on that show May 6th, and we're going to have all our stars there. You know, we're announcing names as, as it goes. Leo Rush, who's, who's come out of MCW yeah. and is a local favorite, and, and he's a, a future star right now. He's, he's breaking out right now. We, we've got him on that show. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to pull out all the stops to make this successful, and with the support of the fans of, of Maryland and the Baltimore area and Joppa, we, we hope to make this a regular thing for us, you know, a few times a year. So it's, it's with your support that, that we will make this possible.
So um, May 6th again, and DTUSA.TV, EvolveWrestling.com, WWNLive.com, those are all the websites for us. I'm just going to scratch off the next question on my list, which was tell everybody what they can expect on May 6th in Java <laughs> for Evolve Wrestling. Cause I'm I think, a promoter, so I always <laughs> tweet it in at some point. Hey, man, I understand the way it goes, and, and certainly – we are uh, happy to try to help you guys sell some tickets because we're looking forward to being out there for it as well, and we think it's a really cool thing. I think Aaron, literally, as soon as you said Zack Sabre, was just like, what? What? See, let's jump through. You, you, you sold me there with one word or two words. Um, so, again, the website is uh, DGN or DGUSA.TV. And you can go there right now to get your tickets, correct? Yep, they're on sale right now. And if that's a little complicated, we're still we're working on new things with the website. But you can go to EvolveWrestling.com, too. It redirects. So um, tickets are on sale now. We'll mail them out to you. And uh, I, I promise you we are pulling out all the stops to make the show successful. We want to make Baltimore a home base for us. We want to be able to come to this MCW building, which looks awesome, several times a year. Um, so if, with your support, it'll, it'll happen. So uh, hopefully we'll see you out there. Well, it's an awesome market. I can tell you that for sure. It's an awesome market and very supportive of a good product. You bring a good product here, it will be supported, and I have no doubt that this is going to end up doing well. Hey, Gabe, real quick, uh, are you on Twitter? Is Evolve on Twitter somewhere where people can give you a follow? Yeah, I, I'm on Twitter at Book it Gabe. Um, they, they can uh, follow me there. We don't really have a... Uh, official company Twitter or anything. I find that people want a more personal approach and a company thing, although I guess we should have one. But, uh, yeah, at Book at Gabe, uh, find me there. And I'm always, uh, I'm very accessible, so if you have any questions or anything, feel free to ask. Um, and uh, if I don't answer, it means I missed your tweet, but um, I try to answer everything. Well, man, we really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this week, and we're looking forward to being out there on May 6th. And uh, we'd love to, if you want to have a couple of the guys on leading up to it, we'd be happy to do that because we are we're, we we like more wrestling in this area because it's good for us too. So we are going to be supportive of uh, of what you guys are doing for sure coming into this area. Definitely, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to working with MCW on this whole thing. And uh, getting getting there on May sixth and, and seeing what happens. So, you know, it, um, this just came to me too. Uh, our our third host, who unfortunately, uh, what what a tough life he lives. He's like in St. Thomas this week. AJ Francis, who plays for the Seattle Seahawks. If you need somebody to get hit over the head with a chair at the the event on May sixth, he's a perfect option for that. And both of us have been dying to hit him over the head with a chair. So you know, just throwing it out there. If it needs to happen, we we'd all be willing to participate in that in some way possible. All right. All right, maybe we'll have Zack Sabre Jr. rip his arm out of his socket. Oh, my God, such, <laughs> such a great idea. Don't Hey, if you're listening from Seattle, we're definitely not going to do that. Gabe, we're definitely doing that. <laughs> that, that that's more our speed. So. <laughs> hey, Gabe, really appreciate you taking the time, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing cause there is no fee. Cash for nothing cause there is no fee. 
Hi, this is Stan the Fan Charles. This April, Press Box will be 10 years old. I can hardly believe all the sports milestones that have taken place since I started Press Box back in 2006. In order to celebrate our 10th anniversary, we're holding the Press Box 10th Anniversary Bash on May 11th at Baltimore Center Club. All profits from the bash will go to support Baltimore's Team Up for One Foundation. Join Press Box and celebrity sports heroes from Baltimore in support of this great charity. Get complete information and tickets by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash bash. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash bash. The night features amazing food, open premium bar, views of the whole city, and the chance to rub elbows with some of Baltimore's local celebrities and the biggest sports heroes. Get your tickets now by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash bash. The bash is sponsored in part by the good folks at Bond Distributing and Breakthrough Beverage of Maryland. I hope to see you there. Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the PressBox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on PressBox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called The Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon on the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Show. The PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, PressBoxOnline.com slash fantasy. Gotta love the Attitude Era stock music. Right. <laughs> what do we have in the back? Ah, use that. That's fine. Back in here on Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, No Age. Oh, that was that was abrupt. That's wow, my that... fault. I think it's my fault, actually. Right. I think I did something there. Oh, there we go. There he is, back again. <laughs> All right. Um, back in here, Glenn Clark and Aaron Oster on Jobbing Out. Again, AJ Francis is not with us this week because he is on vacation. But our main event, and, 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 we'll be back next week. Thanks again to Gabe Sapolsky for joining the show. Okay. Enjoyed, enjoyed that conversation a great deal and very excited about it. I'm, I'm pumped. I, just those names he dropped. Oh, Drew I know. Galloway, you were so, Saber, Chris you were nerding out. People, I mean, they're coming to Joppa. Think about that. I know. They're going to be at the MCW. I know. Arena. I know. Not, not like DuBurns. Not, not DuBurns. Just at Joppa. Joppa. And, oh boy, that's going to be in May, which means it's going to be hot again. But you know what? I'm going to be there. Because uh, Zach Saber for all, for oh my god I might have a lacrosse game that you, night. you guys don't know for anyone That's who doesn't know who Zach Saber Jr. is, um, so Brian Diaz and Daniel Bryan won the Wrestling Observer's Best Technical Wrestler Award 13 years in a row. Uh, the guy who replaced him was Zach Saber Jr. and he's basically considered to be the next Daniel Bryan. That seems as though it would be significant. Yes, that seems as though it would matter a little bit. All right, so um, again, appreciate uh, Gabe Sapolsky for hopping on with us and uh, look forward to talking to some of those guys in the build-up to the Big Evolve show here in Baltimore. Now, in this segment, of course, we need to get to a quick count and a top five. We'll start with a quick count. Aaron Oster, we normally go off the reservation for number one, but... We just did an entire segment of going off the reservation. Yeah, right, we did a whole so. thing about Evolve Wrestling, so why don't we go back on the reservation? All right, well, we, we, we just played the uh, PMS music, huh. Gotta Love That Stable, and... Uh, Who was in that stable? Well, that would have been Jackie, of right. course. That would have been Ryan Shamrock. Oh, yeah, Ryan Shamrock! Uh, I totally forgot about Ryan Shamrock. Meat was their sex slave. Okay, yeah. Was there one other? I feel like there was uh, one other who I am... Was it Ivory? Was Ivory Maybe in it? Maybe. Uh, no, that doesn't sound quite right. God. Oh, boy. I See, 
pretty T- mean. Oh, Terry. Terry. Terry Ronalds. Terry. Very good. Thank you very much. Terry. Of course. Terry was, yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah. So, we have a new Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? It's incredibly deserving. She legitimately might be the most underrated woman wrestler in the history of wrestling. Uh, she is greater you know people remember her for wwf she had wcw run she had a run through the territories she did everything she wrestled women she wrestled men she was uh i had totally forgotten that she was a cruiserweight champion i had completely forgotten about yeah she she i'm uh in the middle of uh wcw rewatch right now i'm in the midst of uh, late 97 and she's in the feud with the disco inferno right now uh you know, she did stuff with Kevin Sullivan. She she was great. Like she was never she was never the star of no. the women's division. No, but as she far was as a worker, she was a worker. She had a long career, which is something yep. you don't say about many women's yep. wrestlers. And she was all you know, she was good. She was just good in everything she did. The the thoughts that come to mind for me are she's not going to sell a ton of tickets for the Hall of Fame. The good but news being they don't need to. They right. already sold the Hall of Fame out, so they're good. Um, and and, and that's a cool thing because. You, you hate the notion that you just have to keep putting in the most famous person. Right. Sometimes it's the person that just did a lot of hard work that deserves. And I think that there's also like an in-house thing with the WWE, right, where it, there's there's the appreciation that comes from fans from the outside. And, yes, we need to recognize that. But we also need to rec- recognize our own yeah. and the work they put into this company. And I think that Jacqueline's someone that you – know, so, so, yeah, as, and then this does me as a black women's wrestler. She was, a, you know, a pioneer in that. that there's that no question about that. She absolutely deserves it. You know, she's a Texas girl, so makes perfect sense for right. Dallas. Right. Um, you know, just absolute fantastic induction. I, anyone who argues it is just doesn't understand wrestling. I don't think that anybody's really going to argue it. I think that there are people that say, oh, I think that so-and-so should have gone in before, or I think... That- Order doesn't matter. This isn't the Baseball Hall of Fame that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, you're you right. Where fall that- off the ballot. I, I, I guess there are people that are just concerned. If, if the rule, if it's, and it appears as though it's one diva a year, right? One female performer a year is what the rule appears to be, right? Well, then who's not in right now that needs to be in? Sable? Does Sable, Sable have to go in? Sable, yeah. Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth, right, and that's obviously awkward. Um... Who else? Uh, um, I mean, this is a, the next generation. The, I, well, at some point they're going to put Tori Wilson, Stacy Keebler in, right? Like at some point they're going to do that because one, they're both famous, and so it, it'd be good. I, I think Bull Nakano goes in at some point. Yeah, Bull Nakano, sure, that would make a lot of sense, absolutely. But anybody else from everybody, anybody else from from sort of like the pre Trish Stratus era. Uh, the pre or the the beginning of the the Jacqueline obviously. Do, do you count Tori? Tori's going to go in at some point. Tori, Tori, not Tori Wilson. Just Tory. oh no, no, I meant Tori Wilson. Oh yeah, Tori Wilson, and uh, I think both, Tory, I think Tory. both Tori Wilson and Stacy Keebler will go in. Yeah. So um, and not, but I could say to the, you know the beginning of the yeah, that's tree. the beginning of it, right? I hear what you're saying. But anybody else from the you know the the ivories of the world, the I mean Luna could go in. You think she could? I mean again, I'm not saying necessarily. Oh my God, she yeah, has to. I don't think you have to clamor for it, but yeah. I think she's someone who very easily could go in. Who else was in that era? Victoria was that era? Oh, Vi- Victoria and Ivory are going to make it in. At some you think? Point. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So. They're, they're, with, for both of them, that's going to be just a respect thing. You know, they, they've they're already both had, workers. They're, they're both, both workers. Okay. Um, and Molly Holly would be another person who you think is eh, an maybe. argument for, right? Yeah. Right. And then it's that next group after that. It's awkward, like the the Gail Kims of the world, who were there for a minute and then went off to TNA. TNA, the the Mickey James of the world, who had right. like her run was good, but it was very, right. Christy Hemi. 
Well, Christy Hemme's not getting anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, like let, let, let's be honest here. Well, I don't think she should. But I don't think she would. She's had a nice run. She's mattered in in wrestling for a while. Has she really though? Yeah, she's not a ring announcer. Like Lillian will go in before Christy. Well, I think Lillian <laughs> deserves to go I, in. I, yeah, I do too, and I think she will. But let's not forget, like she didn't fall off the face of the planet. Is no, what she. I'm saying. But she's a ring announcer. She's That's not, something to be said for that. I'm not. And I, she was a competitor. I okay. Let, let's let let me rephrase. Yes. There is nothing wrong with Christy Hemme, and I'm glad she has had the success she has had in wrestling. Being a ring announcer for another company does not is not something that will really go towards a WWE Hall of Fame candidacy. All right. I'm not saying she should. I'm just I'm just trying to fight with you. Really, it's been so much less fighting without right. AJ here. This I know. Week. I feel like anybody that tune, tunes in is like, is, is this the same show? Now is it better or worse? I always, I always forget that we did a show like this. Like I always forget that, that we're going happened. to have to do it again in the yeah, presumably. Month or two. Although I could see him trying to force his way into being able to do the show more. Not often. if we have to do it at ten o'clock every night. No, that's true. That's a good point. This whole Seattle thing's a bit of a new. No, thank you. All right. Um, number two. Uh, number two was uh in- something interesting that happened on Raw. We didn't cover it in the first segment because I kind of wanted to give it its own little segment. It because it wasn't really storyline driven. It was, um. If you haven't known already, Neville, this sucks. He broke his ankle. He is out for WrestleMania. Brutal. Uh, tried to do a baseball slide in the ring and came up hobbling. I think he immediately knew something was wrong. Um, so first of all, that sucks. Yeah. Just really, Correct. really badly to have it this close to WrestleMania, this close to his payday. Uh, not just payday, but the, the exposure. He probably would have been involved in that Intercontinental title match. And... Uh, it just sucks. I mean, so, it, a thousand percent sucks. Look, I, as I say that, um, I don't think they were going anywhere correctly with Neville at this point. Yeah, so maybe the time off could and, help. And him. I think that he could be someone that benefits from a, not necessarily a repackaging, but a re just a breather. Like, okay, we're yeah. you're taking three months off and now. Let's, and... let's figure this out. Right? Are you a superhero? Are you a high flyer? Are what, we got to figure out what you are. We're going to plan. We're going to use the next three months to say, okay, when you return, we're going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that, just get a direction for him. That's that's my thought. That's yeah. my thought as well. So, but it, it does suck that you know, if it was going to happen and you'd take the break, you would wish it would happen after WrestleMania. But yes, uh, yeah. yes. Um, the other interesting thing to come from this though was the whole sequence that happened after the injury. Which was, right. you know, they they tried to continue a little bit. Neville very obviously started reaching for his ankle. Real, you know, Jericho realized it quickly. He's hurt. We need to end this match. That match was supposed to be much longer. That was supposed to be a showcase match, and um, he ended up trying to roll him up. Right. Charles Robinson goes down. He goes one, two. Then I guess he sees Neville's shoulder was up, which is right. weird because I don't know why is he, and he stops the count. Jericho at this point leaps up. And he grabs Charles Robinson, which leads to the DQ. On the first watch, without knowing about the injury, I thought, oh, okay, well, that's the plan. Get right. a DQ. That's a heel move. You go back and you look at it. Jericho is angry there. You can read his lips. You can read Charles Robinson's lips. Charles Robinson says, don't you blank and touch me. Right. Like, he, he real, Robinson immediately realized when he yelled at him, hey, he's hurt, that, okay, we need to end the match, so I'm going to use this as a DQ. But that, that back and forth was very much real, like they were going at it. Uh, it I got a couple of thoughts on this. One being, 
I thought it was, you know, it was really weird. Did you notice Vince mentioned something when he was out about being touched? You know, don't do the Undertaker. He said, you know, don't put your hands, hands on, on me. me. Well, granted, that was around the throat. I don't think that I, was a tightest thing. I, but. I, I hear you, but it it spoke very loudly to me about. Uh, I think that that was just uh, maybe, maybe. I, I'm just if it was if it was an unfortunate, you know, like. I just think that they could have said that a different way if that's what they wanted to address, and it felt more like him sort of trying to get something in there, sneak in a, I, I'm gonna, I want to make something very clear here about who I am, right? Right? And I wonder if there's a sensitivity in general right now to this whole sort of touching thing, yeah. right? Like, well, it's just because there were some people who after was like, oh look. They'll allow Undertaker to grab him around the neck, but they, which is a stupid well, but, thing to say in general. I, but I just, yeah. I, I don't know if Charles Robinson's really in a place. Is Charles Robinson in such a place that he can mouth off to Chris Jericho? Uh, you can't. He's been around for a long time. I get that. Well, if it's it's a thing about anybody, and I think especially when it comes to wrestlers and refs, there has always been a little bit of a, you know. It's happened before where where wrestlers have gone a little bit too far, and you know, with the, when they try to manhandle refs, wrestlers don't have the same, you know, body type as right. wrestlers. So, so if Jericho is legitimately grabbing him without you know any profit, without it being planned ahead of time, then yeah, I could see Charles Robinson going like, "Wait a second, like you can't be putting your hands on me. Yeah. I am not a wrestler. This wasn't planned." I. I hear you, but within the context of what was going on storyline-wise, well, but it, it wasn't necessarily. Well, a, I mean, you're not supposed to touch a ref, period. I I hear you, and okay. that's why he got the disqualification. Right, I right. get that, right? Like that. Right. That that's. So, this so is a very doing? this is a fine line of kayfabe and and real life. Right, here, right, right, right. Exactly. Which is 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 Charles Robinson saying don't touch me as a ref? No, 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 no. He He's was saying, saying it as a person. As a don't person, touch me. right? And to me, you can't do that. Sure. You, you just can't do that. Uh, that can't happen. I dis. Uh, it's touchy. Just because there have there have been incidents between refs and wrestlers in the past where wrestlers have well, taken I'll... liberties with ref. That there is, you have to. You know, it's it's the showing showing respect to people. Situation. Yeah, I get it, but it, it, this is in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, exact. But that's even a more. real character in wrestling is more likely to say, I'm going to grab an official, and that can look right. I can, in a, in a situation where something has but gone that, wrong. But in this case, this wasn't Jericho grabbing him in character. This was. I, I, I think we're saying that because no, we're I, making I, the assumption of that. I think that he yelled at him, he's injured, count three. Right, I understand that. But well, I don't, but that's if not, Jericho, he's not in character. But he's listen, if Jericho three. wasn't a heel character, I don't know that he would have gone about doing it the same way. Maybe not, but maybe he would have. It's, I mean, it I, legitimately seemed, based on his words, none of that was in character. I'm, and they played it off as being in character with the disqualification. Correct. But And I think it's easy for us to say that. I'll, and I'm not saying that he said it necessarily in character as much as I don't know if he's not in that character if he doesn't react differently. There's a lot of things going on. There's right. a question. About I that. just don't know. And I, Either way, you, you, you know, a wrestler can't be grabbing non-wrestlers without their knowing ahead of time. It's just something you have to do in that situation when you're around people who you can break in half. I understand that, but he didn't break him in half. He, he grabbed him. He grabbed him. He and grabbed him. And that's what he did. I don't think that anybody deserves punishment necessarily in this situation, but the one thing that can't happen on television is an official 
trying to talk to to well, go over in, a wrestler. Well, in in kayfabe, that's exactly what his reaction should have been. So his his react, you know, that's that's always the I'm the ref, you can't touch me. So if for no other reason, then that's you know that's how he should have reacted if he was doing it. In All right. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I I I guess I get that, but it can't look like a, a strong heel character has to intimidate an official. Has to to be a strong heel character. A, a, a an official correct cannot, and, and which is why you plan it out ahead of time. Well, I agree with all that, but clearly everything gets thrown well, well, off the moment that a wrestler gets hurt. Well, exactly. Obviously, it all gets thrown. But hold on, you're saying that a uh, an official can never stand up to a heel wrestler, a strong heel wrestler. What about um, you know, uh, why uh, Earl Hebner standing up to heel Triple H? That that was a great moment. I, yeah, I hear you. I I. I think it's not, I don't know, okay, alright, here's what I'll say. I think in general, in general, in general, strong heel characters should intimidate officials. If you're gonna be a strong heel, and right now, that's what Chris Jericho's being portrayed as, like he's yes. crazy, he's ripping up kids' signs, I mean he's, yes. he's, he's a nut. He improv right that now. entire promo, cause again, that was supposed to be a long match, and right. AJ was never, like maybe come out at the end of the match, but he was not supposed to be delivering that promo there. That's, that's yeah. his character at right. the moment. That should, intimidate an official. An official should yes. have a level of fear towards that guy. Though I'd, I'd argue almost that is fear. Like the, his reaction of don't touch me, that's oh, a level okay. of fear as well. All right, there's something to that. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, moving on, uh, we, we've been going back and forth about this. You know, how are we filling out the card? What are we doing? Are they going to do anything great? Well, they're going back to the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or as the Reddit types call it, the armbar. The Andre Rusimov. Oh, okay. The Memorial that's Battle Royal. Bad. That's not bad. I uh, I have no interest, none. I've told you this before. Until they do something to make this matter, it's not going to matter. Yep. It doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't matter anything. It doesn't matter what NXT guy they throw into it. A year ago, they throw threw a day with Tommy in yep. that. How much did that do? Not much. Zero. Zero. It might did might not have threw a matter. few more buys in Japan. Maybe. Right. It's a okay. So fine. So it's a way to get a Japanese guy on the card. So put Nakamura in the match, and you got a Japanese guy on the card, and and it's so stupid. I. I it's, you know why it infuriates me? Because it does not take much to make it matter slightly. To just make it anything other than what it's been so far, which has been utterly irrelevant. Which has been, I need to take a piss, this is a great time for me to go take a piss. That's what the Andre the Giant Battle Royal is. Yep. It has not accomplished anything. If the point of it was to try to honor Andre the Giant, which sort of seems over the top at this point. You probably could have done that once and made your point. It's not doing that. It's not doing anything to benefit the wrestler who wins it. It's not doing anything to benefit or to punish anybody else who nothing no storylines are created out of the matches. Nothing. It just exists. Now the wrestlers would say it's getting us a WrestleMania payday. Right? Yeah. Like that's why it matters. And that's all well and good, fine. Get your WrestleMania payday. But with the slightest the slightest of tweak you can make it a match that matters. Yep. And I've said over and over and over and over again, winner goes into money in the bank. Yep. Winner goes into the elimination chamber. Winner, whatever you want to do with it. Winner gets something out of it. Be more something. Than a Correct. I mean, here, here's the one thing that I can see them doing with it, which is literally the only thing I can think of for having it at this point, is that... You know, we've, we've been trying to figure out what to do with Bray Wyatt. And granted, you're right. It doesn't do anything. But if Bray Wyatt goes in there and just absolutely decimates 
everybody. And I'm talking about everybody. And yes, I understand that it's mostly, you know, the most notable guys as of now would be like Big Show, Miz, Mark Henry, uh, maybe Dolph Ziggler, who knows what's going on with Dolph. But, um, you know, those would be, granted, those would be the biggest guys. But if Bray goes in and just him and the family throw out everybody in like two minutes and just absolutely lays waste, then, it, well, I, I, I agree. With, I'm not, I'm not saying it's good. It is far more alarming that Bray Wyatt right, is, is in the match. I understand. Than it is beneficial, at, whatever he does. But in it. at this point, there's nothing better you could do than have him just lay waste to 20 people. I mean, you could do anything, and it's better than having him no. in an Andre the Giant Battle Royal. At this point, putting him in a match with Dolph Ziggler, or something, which would be legitimately the best thing you could do mm-hmm. at this point with him, as far as a match goes, would not do more for him. I disagree him. wholeheartedly. I, I, it is so bad. And what does a win over Dolph Ziggler do? It's no. a win. So he, and a win could over a win. No, 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 no. It's no. not really a win. It is a win. It's you got a you're trophy in the for Battle Royal. It. You're, you got a trophy for that, it. And, and, it's, it's a joke. If, if a win over Dolph, this counts more than a win over Dolph Ziggler. I, I could not disagree well, with that anymore. Insane. No, no, I'm you're not insane. insane. You're Everybody, insane. Have you Miz, watched this? Miz got a 15 second win over Dolph Ziggler a couple months. A That's couple fine. Ago. I'm not saying that does anything for you too. But immediately the moment you go into this match, you're a joke. You're a jobber. When you're in this match, you're a jobber. That's where you are. You're not even in the mid card. You're not all even there any longer. The moment that you're in this match, that's what they've done to it. They have made it so irrelevant. The first year, there was this notion of, then hey... Would you rather have him not on the, the card? Seriously, question. I, I mean, for, as far as Bray Wyatt goes, would you rather no, have him not on the card? No, I would rather have him face Dolph Ziggler, by, by far and away. I would rather him do anything. I, I'd this rather is for, see them just be the dominant for... Granted, you're right. They'd have to, he's they'd doing have to, it against Connor and Victor. And you're right, he is. But he's doing it against Dolph Ziggler. Like, Dolph Ziggler, granted, Connor and Victor's not good, but 20 Connor and Victor's no. is more than one Dolph Ziggler. No. It it's is not. It is. No. It is. There's no number of Connor and Victors that equals a Dolph Ziggler. It doesn't work that it's way. It's 20. No. <laughs> the number's not. 20. You're nuts. Um, I mean, it's actually, the, I think the most interesting thing about this is if we are assuming that they are sticking the fact that it's going to be a multiple man IC right. match. Um, yeah, who's left? <laughs> the jobbers. That's what I keep saying. Right, I mean, it's beyond the, because, like. Yes, yeah, so you would have to go grab, like, everybody from okay, NXT. Okay, so, like, right now. Yeah. With, right now. With guys who we think might be in the so like so like assuming, Miz, like Tyler Breeze, like you have at most twenty five people on the roster who are not involved. I'm in surprised right is that now. many. Who are they? You want me to list them right now? Yeah, sure. All right, we got Big Show, Sandow, Darren Young, Dolph. Ziggler. No, I mean technically those guys are on the roster. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler, Vandango, Goldust. Is Vandango t- alive? <laughs> I think so. All right. Uh, Goldust, Jack... Well, they're doing something with Goldust and Archery. Well, in the Battle Royale. Goldust, Jack Swagger, Kane, Mark Henry... And by the way, I changed my mind on everything I said. Archery, if Archery, yeah, if Archery wins. Say. If Archery wins, it's the most important. Yeah, wait, wait a second. He's automatically a jobber? Yeah, well, I mean... He's, he's irrelevant because he's... I mean, period, if they put him in the match. But Ar- if he wins, it's the most important match on the card. R-Truth, Stardust, Miz, Tyler Breeze, Zack Ryder, Adam Rose, Bo Dallas, Curtis Well, Axel, you said Tyler Breeze was going to be another match. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm saying, as of people who don't have matches now... Um, Connor Victor. Yeah, it's the social outcast. The Wyatt family. Right. And then Sin Cara. The, it's the, <laughs> it's the Wyatt, uh, I thought Sin Cara was hurt. The Wyatt family, the social outcasts, and the, the Ascension in a match. Man, that is good stuff right there. Although and I our truth. Before, and our truth. I said before, I just have the Wyatt family. Our truth makes outcasts. anything watchable. Wasn't that you, uh, who said that? <laughs> it was something like that. I don't remember those Well, ones there we go. Let's so, you can make so one of the options would be to bring up a bunch of guys from NXT. But, um, as typically, 
if you want to bring up somebody, the best way to do it is to do it the night after WrestleMania. That's sort of traditionally now the place yep. to do that, that you don't, you save that for the following night. Which got me to thinking, what, what do we want saved for the following night? Alright? That's, that's what I've got for this week's top five. And I mean debuts, I mean things that have been lingering, concepts, something along those lines. What do we want saved for the night after WrestleMania? Uh, once upon a time, this was Paige making her debut, winning Neville last year. Neville a year ago. What do we want to hold out? Brock Lesnar. For the point? not absolutely, Brock Lesnar was uh, was there in was that Miami? Miami. It was Miami? Yeah. Yes, Miami was Brock Lesnar because a week later he was in DC. We were there. Yes. Um, yeah. What do we want to hold out until after WrestleMania, the night after? All right, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Okay. Mine was just guy that didn't do too many concepts or anything. Though you could do a concept, for example, Dolph Ziggler cashing in the money in the bank. They held off until the night after WrestleMania. Oh, was he the night after? Who was it that was ended up being on SmackDown? That was Swagger, right? Yeah, that was Swagger. Swagger was on SmackDown. Swagger won it and then immediately cashed yeah. in that first he, like On Raw, he came out like came he was out, going to cash it in. And then yeah. held off. Yes, correct. Um, but Ziggler had been holding it for nine months, and people thought, oh, he was going to get involved in the Mania match, but no, he held off until the night after Mania. Um, my number five is Samoa Joe. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's a guy we've been waiting for his debut. Uh, he's getting his title match at NXT. I'm assuming he's going to lose it, though that, that's actually a big assumption to make. I could see it going either way. Right now, I'd assume Finn Balor retains. But, um, you know, and if he does, not a ton of, for him to do in NXT, and... I think with a guy like Joe, with a guy who, if you don't know who he is, you're going to see him, you're going to be like, huh, this guy, you need one of those crowds for his debut. The night after WrestleMania, the night after SummerSlam, so, you know, a Brooklyn crowd or a Chicago crowd. Yeah. You know, something where he's going, you know the reaction he's going to get. You don't risk it on someone like Samoa Joe. And so that's why you do it uh, the night after WrestleMania with him. Okay. I mean, look, I'm I'm for it. I I don't know why we haven't gotten it. I, I, it's more, as I said before, I never thought it was going to take this long with Samoa Joe. So now I, I kind of don't know what the game plan is. Yeah, is, is he the NXT I, lifer? I'm, is I'm he cons- the cornerstone? I, I would prefer NXT lifer to bring him up without a plan. Right. If, if you're bringing him up, just as I've said before, throw another guy to, to into this. Do another Tyler Breeze situation. Right. Uh, leave him down there. He serves quite the purpose on uh, NXT. My number five, and the reason why it's my number five is because I actually don't want it this way. But I'll explain to you after I say this. My number five is a lot of people thought it was going to happen this past Monday night when they were in Pittsburgh. There's been so much talk about Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle. Here's what I would do. If this is something that legitimately could happen, I don't want a one-year run for Kurt Angle. I really don't. It's too long. It's just too long. But I wouldn't hate if you could do something where you teased Kurt Angle the night after WrestleMania. Where, and, and I don't know exactly what the plan would be, but that you could go with, we're going to have Kurt Angle kind of be a part-timer for a year, pop up every now and then, like Brock Lesnar, and maybe build to an Angle-Lesnar match a year from now. And I don't, there's no easy way to do it. But I wouldn't hate it because it would be an amazing moment the night after WrestleMania, which we're looking for. It would get people interested. It would get people excited. The only thing I think that would make it not work is I don't think Kurt Angle would work part time. Right. That he's just that, that's of, always been the. He's just know. not. He's a worker. He wants right. to work. That's the way he goes. So I don't know that you can get him on board with that part of it. But I think if you could do something where Angle were to pop up the night after WrestleMania, disappear again, 
Maybe do something around SummerSlam. Maybe do something in the fall, something like that. It'd be nice to have him around the Olympics. It would be very nice to have him around the Olympics. Absolutely. Yeah, look at you, Aaron. That's right. And then ultimately have it build to the the most sensical thing being Lesnar Angle. Like that's the most you know the the two greatest athletes in WWE Let's history. Let's see if we can get that WrestleMania 19 match right. You know, right, without the botch. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's still brought up all the time. Yep. Um. I think that there would be something for that as as sort of a – it would be cool to see it happen the night after with not necessarily having to build to payback. You know what I mean? I, right. I, it doesn't need to go that route. Yeah. So Angle's my number five. All right. Uh, my number four – this one's a little – it's another NXT call-up that I think would be interesting because I think he's ready, and I don't know – he'd either benefit or not – he could benefit in a roundabout way as far as the night after WrestleMania crowd goes. And that's Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is the guy, he is the most prototypical guy who you think of, who Vince loves. Mm-hmm. Like, Vince is Big. going to yeah. fall in love right. with that. And the crowd gets that, and, and he gets the character. His character, you know, he hates all of these little guys. He has some insecurities to him. He's basically, he's basically Vince. He's Vince personified is what he is. Kind of like, oh, you fought in... Bingo halls. Well, you know what? I was in the NFL, so I'm better. Or I'm right, better than you. Right. And the crowd, you know, the crowd boos him for it because he's supposed to be booed, and they get it, and they get what's happening. So in that case, again, I'm trying to think of what would benefit from that WrestleMania crowd. There are a lot of guys you could call up, like who would get huge cheers. Um, but this is the one who might get benefited, who might get benefit from the boos that he would receive. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't think people would naturally boo him immediately if he just called up organically. Mm-hmm. He's called up there, people boo him. And I think that would be a good thing if you're planning on kind of carrying yeah, his character. Yeah, he's got to have a purpose, roster. right? You know yeah. what I mean? It's got, it can't just be... Well, and, and that's with any of these. You're, you're well, not calling up specific, any of these. Well, I think specific, though, I don't... There's a lot of I don't know who you are. Right. You know what I mean? And I think in order to Which get... Which is why you need the WrestleMania crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... and, and with and all even of then, these. still, I still think you need a purpose for it. Well, because again, I think again, there's still a bit of I, what I'm saying being, if you just bring him up there, there could still be a bit of a oh, holy shit, Baron Corbin's here type of reaction, which is not as hated. You know what I mean? Right, right, I right. get that you're saying that he's he's clearly over as a heel on NXT. I, I think the but crowd there is, would get, especially if you do it in the right way. You do. That's it, my point. My yeah. point is being that you put him into, you have him face AJ or something Sammy. like that. You Sammy, absolutely, something along those lines. To make sure that you get the reaction that you're talking about. Or you have to screw one of those guys over. I'm going to combine my four and three, and you'll understand why. My number four is Enzo and Cass. Mm-hmm. It's just too yeah, logical. I've said I've said this for some time. They are so easily translatable to the big show, and there's nothing more for them to do. You know, Dash and Dawson are going to end up with the American Alpha, and that's going to go for a little while, it looks like. I, there's just nothing else for Enzo and Cass right now. This is the logical thing to have them do. It comes with Carmella, which is, you know, like, it was interesting because it looked like those, they had been completely separated. Then we see them at Roadblock and they're right back together again. You know what I mean? I, it's just so easy to make this transition. It's, it's so simple. The crowd will be all on board. I love it. Yeah, you don't even have to have the, and, and I'll just say they were my number two, so, uh. Okay. My, yeah. num- my number three is having New Day drop the titles. Now, this is tricky. Because if you have them beat League of Nations at WrestleMania, there's no legitimate argument for a fourth match. No. There's no real legitimate argument for a third. But certainly not for the fourth. There's no... 
with New Day supposedly faces at this point, although to their credit, they have done enough. They're still cheating. They're, they're, still, you know they're doing mean? the Eddie Guerrero route. Of right. The, they where, are just screwing. They're, they're using their heel tactics, but doing it to screw over more hateable figures than them. I, I don't think that you have the New Day lose to Enzo and Cass the night after WrestleMania. That does no, no, not no, no, work no, no, for no. That, And that doesn't work for Enzo and Cass. That, no. that would get them booed as much exactly. as you. Exactly. Yes. But I think you can have the New Day lose, drop the tag titles to someone, the and League of Nations being, and then that, they are immediately introduced to... The new guys on the block, that being now. It would be easier to do that if you have them lose at WrestleMania. They lose the titles there. Yeah. As I said before, I think the most logical thing is you don't have that match be for the titles at WrestleMania. League of Nations wins that match somehow, and that gets them a title chance the night afterwards on Raw. And that can be how this whole thing plays out. But I think if you're going to have the New Day lose, this would be it would be shocking. Mm-hmm. It would be a moment yeah. if it were to occur that way. And you can get them onto oh. things that matter more, as I have been asking right. for for a long time. And, and could you imagine the pop for if uh, Enzo and Cass win the tag titles on that Raw after Mania? Well, it would be it would be nuts, but yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm not saying you necessarily. I'm just saying yeah. I, I'm taking a it step would be, further. Oh, it would be. What if bonkers, you said? Right. What if you What if you had the League of Nations come out and kindly challenge anyone who's not the New Day for a title match? And you have Enzo and Cass. It would be come out. it would be bonkers. Yeah. There's no question. It would be absolutely insane, no doubt. So those are my four and my three. Uh, my my three is uh, Nakamura again, just kind of yeah, same right. sort of. You need to be very very careful what you do with him, where you debut him. Uh, you know, I don't expect him to be down in NXT long. I don't think this is a situation. I think he's, you know, he stays in NXT just to kind of get a quick grasp of the system, and then he's up in a heartbeat. So if that's the case, then maybe he's ready already for, you know, right after takeover. This is the place. You you have to be careful. You do it at the right place, and you do it at the right place, and you make it seem like this is a guy who's, you know, worth getting behind. He will take the rest from there, but he has to have at least a bit of a starting point. Yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, so you gave your number two. Yes. Your number two, and my number two is Bailey. My number two is Bailey. It just feels a little early. That's the only I, issue. I hear what you're saying. I... It's again. It just comes off so. It, it's so easily translatable. It's such a big moment. It's such a huge. Everyone loves this so much type of thing. Night after SummerSlam. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're better off that way. And I, and I guess. I mean, I makes, wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be against. Let's, let me. Stop I, me. I guess my thought being, I think you could inject Bailey into what's going on with the three at the top right now very naturally, and you could set something up going into SummerSlam. Summer where the four of them are just sort of intertwined between now and then. And and you you end up building as, you know, a year ago, that's when everything changed Correct. with that Bailey-Sasha match. That would and be let, my let's thought. do it again. It, it's very reasonable. Especially if she's going to drop the title to Asuka. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Very, very reasonable. You're number one. Uh, my number one, it's what I've been clamoring for. Yeah. It's 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 going to happen. I, I'd be stunned if it didn't happen either at Mania or the night after Mania, and that's for Anderson and Gallows to arrive and the Bullet Club or whatever you want to call it to start taking. So it. are you assuming this is a Finn Balor? I, I've i always been more in favor of AJ. Okay. Of of you let Balor be Balor. It's why I don't have Balor on this yep. list at all. Yeah, um, I don't have Balor on my list either. You know, I, he's doing fine down next to you. I want him down there. I want him to, to be the champion there. I think he's a great representative there. He's a guy who... You know, he looks great on posters. Yeah, but I think by next WrestleMania... Oh, by next WrestleMania, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, maybe the night after WrestleMania next year, or even yeah. you know, maybe after SummerSlam. Something like, not now. Yeah. Not now, it doesn't feel right. 
to to bring him up now. But no, as an AJ Gallows Anderson trifecta, uh, they need to get on that. Like they're going that route. They've been teasing it too much not to go. You know, obviously they're joining somebody, whether it's Balor or whether it's AJ. I'm in favor of it being AJ, and so I want to see it happen. Uh, I mean, look, nobody's complaining about it on right. this end. There's and no again, doubt. perfect place to do it because you have that crowd. My number one is, uh, to me, what's the most obvious thing? Rollins. If Rollins is ready to return, he comes back the night after WrestleMania. I don't think he's ready to return. Well, I, and I don't know that he has to be ready to return, return, in order to bring him back the night of WrestleMania. I think that if if you're going the Dean Roman route, if that's the route that we're coming out with after WrestleMania, that obviously has to involve Roman beating uh, Triple H and probably, probably a heel, heel turn. turn. Yes. If you're going that route, I think it's nice. It's a nice reminder of, hey, don't forget. Don't forget. There is still something to be paid. And I don't think he has to be ready to wrestle. I don't think he has to necessarily be ready to wrestle at payback in order for you to do this. If he's ready to wrestle by SummerSlam, I think it's nice to start setting up that picture. And for us to get the feeling of, that's coming. It's there. Don't forget, there's still this one thing that we need to do, which is the three of them in one Well, the, the other scenario that would make sense for Rollins is if you do your uh, stranglehold ending of uh, WrestleMania. Right. And you have them coming out, you know, we, we're the champion. No one oh, can stop us. Now, now remember me? Yeah, right. I, I was I, the guy. I think I can. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That, that's the, or, or, or maybe you know, it's, I think the shield can. I think the shield can or, stop or you. It's, you don't even have to say, I think the shield. Or it's just, hey, I was part of the authority. You don't even have to have him come out and, and immediately yeah. declare which way. It yeah. could be a, yeah, just a reminder, Rollins is right. back. Oh, you know, is he going to side? What Or is he going right. to go against, try to get his title back? What's going to happen? Interesting. No doubt about that. All right, very good. That's our top five for this week. That's going to do it for us. Um AJ's Twitter is at AJFrancis410, so you can give him a follow there. He'll be back next week. And um, Don't tweet anything about Roman Reigns. He's still very touchy. As we I found think we're going to bring in our boy John Minadakis from Jimmy's Famous Seafood next week. Well, if he brings in crab cakes, I'm not going to. Well, gonna... I mean, <laughs> that's for sure, too. Um, no, I think we're going to bring him in because I actually think this could be a lot of fun. I, I... I, I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Remember the, the whole don't touch me thing with Charles right. Ryan? I, I might have to stand on the other side. Oh, of I think that you and I are very much going to be playing. I think we're going to do a little bit of a... I, this is the truth. The truth is that you and I both actually kind of like Roman Reigns. That's the truth. Yeah. We don't feel strongly about it one way or the other, but we both kind And AJ doesn't understand that. We both kind of like Roman Reigns. We're both good. Minidakis hates him. John Minidakis, our buddy from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, despises Roman Reigns. And he and AJ are friends, and we like John. We like hanging out at Jimmy's Famous. I think we're going to bring him in here and have the two of them stare each other down and talk it out and explain. I, I don't think they're going to talk it out, though. That's the problem. I don't think that they're going to. Oh, I know John's not going to fight him. John's a, John's a businessman. He's got far more important things on his mind than fighting AJ. What about AJ? Well, that, I am a little worried about. <laughs> in well, fairness, I'm a little bit worried about that. But it's good for the show. If AJ were to attack John. Is it best for business if he goes to jail? Eh, eh, no, I don't think Minidakis would press charges. No, John no. wouldn't press charges. So it's just something that could be happening next week. I'd like for it to happen. I'm hoping that it will happen. God. God, it would be so deliciously awkward. You have no idea. And for a change, he's not going to be yelling at us. Like, we just get to That's sit true. back and enjoy. We literally, I'm, I'm Now, here's old. the question. If you had the lineup on one of their sides, 
for the purposes of storylines. Uh, I was going to say, that's who I'm betting on in a fight? No, or? for the purpose, like, if you had to, you know, sort of side one way or the other so that we kind of evened it up, made it look like it was more of a two-on-two fight. I'll, I'll be on AJ's side. You want to be on AJ's side? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right, fine. I'll go on John's side. Actually, I prefer to be on John's side now that I think about it. Yeah, I'll go on John's side. Wait, wait. But what, I'm not decided. Do I get more crab cakes? If no, I'm you don't on get any crab. Yeah, <laughs> no. You want these crab cakes? No. All right. Well, we might be doing that. I think we're going to do it next week. Uh, you are on Twitter where, Aaron? The Aoster. And the show is on Twitter? Jobbing Out Show. And the Gmail is? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And uh, what do you have coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Wrestling stuff. So bad, man. You can't say anything. I don't. Honestly, I very rarely know well ahead of time. I know I'm. I am working on a cool story right now for Rolling Stone. I'm going and talking to uh, previous WWE writers and comparing how like this WrestleMania has come together versus the WrestleManias they worked on. Okay. I've interviewed a few people for that. Why couldn't you have said that when I asked you originally? Because it's not going to come out before the next. Uh, Who show. cares? You can just say what's coming up. Well, I, I'm coming up. I think in a week. Nothing's coming up in a week. Jesus. But uh, and you always have your raw recaps at BaltimoreSun.com. Why don't you just say these things? Because it's more fun to say wrestling. Just to be stuff. a dick. Yeah, exactly. Right, fair enough. Uh, but no, they. Oh, now all of a sudden you got something to say. You know well, what? You no, know what? you got your now, chance. Now Follow that I'm on talking Twitter about for the for the next month, uh, I'm gonna have a lot coming out for Rolling Stone as we lead up to Mania and during Mania. I'm gonna be filing a number of stories from Mania. So yeah, just keep your eye out for that. Right, very good. <laughs> Follow me at Glenn Clark Radio with two ends. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. For Aaron and for the guy who's not here, AJ Francis. I'm Glenn. This is Ben jobbing out.